2: One, all right, everybody. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the, the, the Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Building. Welcome to West Point, Mississippi, home of Mossy Oak brand camo in the Gamekeeper Studio. Here we are, Lanny. I'm tired,
1: I know it. Yeah, it's turning, <laughs> to see it just wore you it, out, it, it? It, 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 you know, getting up three. So, what time did you get up there the other morning? 2.30? at three. Uh, three. I got, well, oh, you got up. You told it, me to meet you at three. Well, so you got, were trying to get me not to go. Uh, I got up
2: at ten minutes till three. Uh, so man, that's did you crazy. brush your teeth
1: before you left? The house? I did. Yeah, no, that's always yeah. good. But I know I, David appreciated that. Right now with you. It, it, it's been a long turkey season. It has. It's been a a, a, a unique turkey season for me, for sure.
3: So, Della, what's going on in your world? How's everything at Native Nurseries? Busy, busy. Got uh, kind of doing the wildflower thing. We we made an introduction of purple coneflower, and we're hoping to add a lot more by this time next year. Uh, just seeing a lot of interest in that. Uh, so good for wildlife, and, and it's fun to watch the birds and bees light on them. And, you know, it's something you can do from your, you know, eating breakfast, look out in your yard and... Watch some wildlife. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be in the woods at your hunting spot. So yeah. I'm going
1: to brag on Dudley a little bit. Yeah, you know, What he's done with these 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 flowers is we've taken our, our proprietary, I don't guess it's proprietary, it's our rapid mass growing system. So the same, uh, I guess, hardware and cups that we use to grow these advanced root systems on our trees. And he's applied that to flowers because establishing wildflowers is kind of tough. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a lot. It takes a, I've tried it, you know, and uh, is as good a little, you know, small time farmer as I think I am. You know, it's been it's been rough, but what the, it does a hard work for you. So these things are are big. There's the same plug that was our native grass plug. So yeah. they're really easy to plant. They're really hardy. Um, so just trying to make it easy. So I saw them on Native Nurseries Instagram. So mm-hmm. that little plug, how old is that? Is
3: it? It's one growing season old. So you so, planted it last year. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And those are perennial, is that right? They're, they're perennials. They're yeah, perennials. So, real pretty. Uh, You're going to put them in the ground, they're going to continue to grow. I, I imagine if they're like the native grasses, and Dudley correct me if I'm wrong, they're just going to get more girthy over years. Yeah, they'll
3: multiply and divide, and they'll drop seeds and,
1: and all that good stuff. Could you take that plug and divide it and then plant uh, it? Down? It would depend on the species. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, that's
2: good. Well, so Lanny, I think
1: uh, what, what? How are you and Hayden? What, what's been going on there? Know, it's been a pretty rough season, you know. But is, how's Hayden's attitude? Uh, Hayden has moved on to bigger and better things. You know, he's got he's got a, his attention span is a little bit shorter than mine. Believe it or not, so <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> but yeah, he's getting to camping and fishing. So uh, we spent last weekend actually on the water with a bunch of his buddies. Uh, up, uh, you know, sitting on the riverbank, so it was good stuff, but
2: yeah, yeah. I saw some pictures on Facebook that yeah. looked like you were leading a camping party.
1: Yeah, I had uh, me and uh, actually, Jess ended up coming too. We had six, seven uh, guys as kids out there, uh, enjoying the great outdoors. Oh, well, that's fun. great that
2: y'all taking those kids, and letting them get to, to yeah, we're giving them the total that.
1: Huck Fun Huck Finn experience,
2: yeah, 100%. Yeah, Going Huck up the Finn. Road, that's Huck one of my favorite stories. Yeah, there
3: was one photo of Lanny. In in his boat, pulling all of them, uh, towing them in a in a boat behind, <laughs> going to the going to the sandbar. Yeah. Going well, sandbar. so you know, we're talking
2: about kissing turkey season goodbye, yeah. basically, and and uh, so now my well, friend, here, you know,
1: it's it's starting, in, you know, it's still going in the Midwest and up north, but it's definitely the chapter is closing here in the deep south. Yeah. So where we are latitudinally, latitudinally,
2: like, like across into south georgia on into Warland. arkansas and louisiana i'm told right now barry smith was telling me a couple of days ago that the that the the bass are now off the bed where we are the crappie have finished their spawn uh the bluegill are beginning to spawn yeah the, the red ears shell crackers the honeysuckles yeah, out Yep, they've uh, they started and they're about to do about to spawn again so there's a lot of there's a lot of fishing opportunities where we are but Guys going north into Missouri and Kentucky, they still got turkey season to go.
1: I'm starting to think about doves. Well,
3: well yeah, because yeah.
1: if you're going to plant sunflowers, you got to start getting get organized. On. You know? If I'm going to plant all those sunflowers for those deer to eat, I need to get them on out there.
3: I was talking to Clay <laughs> Baby yesterday, and he was he was getting ready to plant sunflower. you know, start yeah. prepping. Yeah, yeah. So, so speaking we
2: of, of blood on the biologic, though, who always killed a turkey that, since we sat here last? I know I haven't. Me neither. Yeah, well— it's, uh, we've already discussed this, so, uh, but I'll tell you what, Jason Hart, who was here last week, he left here, and ki- he's already killed another turkey in New
1: Jersey. I don't even want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all we all thought he was going to hang it up for a while. But, yeah, so much you know. about that. He was talking about, oh, friends and family in the camp. He's right back on the warpath
2: pretty <laughs> yeah. quick. Well, so Mac, where's Mac? I don't, it, yeah, Mac, uh, and he and a buddy. Uh, oh, yeah, he killed
1: a old long spur turkey. That's yeah, right.
2: they, they, they go kind of did a tag team thing. I think Matt called him up and his buddy, what's your buddy's name?
0: Arrington Ruff.
2: Yeah, that was a big turkey. It was a really big turkey.
3: So, uh, so who, who else? Dudley, did you, didn't you have a friend? Uh, one of my forestry school buddies, Drew Summers, got one. He's had a tough season. I think he shot a tree or two that kind of gotten in, got in front of the turkey. And, uh, was able to seal the deal last week. Yeah. So I'm proud of him.
1: Okay. Well, good deal. So, uh, Lenny, you? What? Yeah. Oh, you know, I think we talked about uh, uh, the guy I ran into in the public woods, Land. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up knocking one down. So On I, public yeah, land? Yeah, on public land. I think it was on public land. So looking good. Well, how do you know this? Because he sent me a picture of the Spurs. Okay. I didn't ask him where it was. You don't ask that stuff to public land hunters. I, you know, you would ask me if I sent you a picture. You would never hunt on public land, no, so I don't. I, have I to, do. I have I do hunted ever. Yes. Come on, look, Bobby. For my, don't I, even start it. On look, this. my
2: senior year of high school. <laughs> oh, wait. my senior year for my spring trip. Instead of going to the beach, I went to the Mark Twain National Forest in, in Missouri. Missouri. Yep, yeah, and slept in
4: the back of a pickup truck.
1: Little, and, little and, McElwain and, and here. This and is, killed two like
4: That's like, sure that's like early Pen project stuff. Yeah, right there. Bobby, yeah. I mean, that's, impressive. A, that's impressive.
2: impressive. Yeah, that, it was a lot You long really time did ago. that. I got pictures to show. Right,
4: I'm going to have to see them.
2: Yeah. Well, I sure did. And I had a ball up there. By yourself. No, I met a guy. <laughs> I mean, my family, my family father had a friend that yeah. lived up there and so this guy was a turkey hunter and I drove up and, and, and it was one of those deals and this is 1983 mm-hmm. so I was having to I drove to Jonesboro, Arkansas and I had to call my parents yes I made it using Jones- traveler's tips yeah. <laughs> using Rand there. McNally Atlas. yeah, <laughs> yeah hey, that's a good one yeah <laughs> exactly and I, look I couldn't remember driving through Tupelo, Mississippi yeah I came up 78 from Birmingham because my parents planned the whole route out and I Ate at a Shawnee's that was right down the Shawnee's. road from uh,
1: <laughs> what's a Shawnee's? <laughs> the breakfast bar. A yeah. Shawnee's. I remember yeah. seeing
2: the sign yeah. that said Elvis
1: Presley birthplace, yeah. and I still remember that. Wow, there's a Shawnee's in in Tupelo. Yeah, there was. And I think it's pizza and tacos now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, look, okay, bro. we're
2: way, we're way off, but today <laughs> we've got a guest in here today. His name is Spencer Hawford. He's, He's from a Rolling Thunder He's Game Calls. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: what an intro. Yeah, well, you know, we've known him for a while. He's a really interesting guy. And so today, I, what I wanted to do with the show is we all tell our favorite turkey hunting stories. And we're going to kind of kiss turkey season goodbye, but we'll tell our favorite turkey stories, and we want to get one from Spence as well. And I suspect, <laughs> before it's over with, you'll ask Spence a duck hunting question, knowing you like I know you. Oh, well, I'm, Can't just not do it. It. I'm just expecting it. just expecting it. So that's what we're going to do today is is tell those stories. So, uh, But before we do that, Dudley and I have been talking about some birds that we're hearing. You oh, know, yeah. oh, yeah. We're hearing these whippoorwills. Yeah. And Dudley explained to me that what I'm hearing is not a whippoorwill. It's it, not. It is something else. And I'd like for Dudley to tell everybody about this because it really surprised me.
3: Okay, so... Uh... I've got a buddy that I go backpacking with, and we go camp. You know, when it's not hunting season, I still like to go to the woods and goof around. And uh, he's not a big hunter yet, but uh, he's a biologist, and he knows all kinds of cool stuff. And I couldn't sleep one night. I'm laying in my hammock, and I hear this whippoorwill hammering. And I was like, gum that whippoorwill wouldn't, wouldn't stop. And uh, he was like... Actually, that's not a whippoorwill. That's called a Chuck-will's-widow. And I was Chuck like, "What?
1: Chuck-will's-widow?
3: What are you talking about?" And uh, he's right. I I researched it and, you know, you can get on YouTube and, and listen to the sound files or the uh, Cornell University has a bird thing where you can listen to all, you know, all the audio of their Do They sound and,
1: like a whippoorwill.
3: Well, they sound like their name. Uh, one of them says Chuck-will's-widow. One yeah. of them says whippoorwill. So let's play that one. All uh-huh. right.
2: And that's fast. Yeah, the it's kind of high pitched.
3: Whippoorwill and uh, a Chuck Will's how, Widow. How, did, how does that go? Yeah. A couple more times. <laughs>
2: Whippoorwill. <laughs> I got
3: it. Uh, but a, I refer to the Chuck in the Chuck Will's Widow as a cluck. You hear this tiny little cluck, and then you hear him say Will's Widow.
1: Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what we that's in. That's what I call a whippoorwill. That's a Chuck Wills widow. And
3: so they're both night jars? Yeah. Is that like a bull um,
4: I'm um, trying to. Y'all must not hunt where turkeys gobble because y'all are paying way too much yeah, attention. You know, we've been <laughs> listening around
3: here. It's been a rough year. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where I want to go with this is uh, I, I really think a lot of us are missing the boat when they're going out in the woods to turkey hunt. There's so many other things to experience and learn about when you're out there Um, and a lot of these species uh, these weird birds uh, they just there's so much to it and they uh, they're important too Um, I know that both of them have been in decline uh, I think uh, I read about an average of two percent a year since they started doing these call counts in the 60s
1: uh, we so, got a fine crop at the dummy line, I yeah. can tell <laughs> yeah, you go. So, Lanny, I was <laughs> I
2: promise you. doing a little reading about this as well. And, you yeah. know, we heard that when it was grunting. Kind yeah, of they, were, that they were doing some kind of mating ritual. Yeah. Were, he was
1: trying to secure uh, what's it, a some, breeding opportunity. A secure breeding opportunity, So
2: when what he was, was a, I think, after what I read, I think what he was actually doing was running another male off. Oh, um, yeah. a
1: little aggressive they're, out there. They,
2: yeah, they protect their territory. Yeah, yeah since so
1: our turkey season has been so bad. We're out there listening to these things yeah. and watching yeah. it. Ducks land in a clear cut one morning. <laughs> we're like, look at there. We're <laughs> uh, white dove the turkeys.
3: But, yeah, the whippoorwills migrate through here. They they nest in the far northeast corner of Mississippi, but they, they kind of move on. And the chuck so Whills, they're, trained, you know, they,
1: they, they're not there. Both of them they are in, like,
3: Central America, uh, Cuba, that, that kind of stuff uh, for a good bit of the year. Yeah. Then they migrate up here and, and nest. In, in the U.S. That's they,
2: completely intriguing to me. Do they fly aclo- across the Gulf of Mexico, or do they fly through me- or Mexico? We,
3: we might have to get a fact checker for that, but yeah. I, that I don't know. I can tell you um, this. that The whippoorwill is one camouflaged-looking bird. Mm-hmm. And they've got a huge mouth. They uh, they fly around and eat insects. That's and why I keep just, on,
1: I call it a bull bat, but what they're saying is it's a nighthawk, which is what that thing looks like to me. Yeah, It's got that, a wide mouth, but a short beak. So right. It's like it opens up his mouth like a whale feeding in the ocean. Just,
3: They've you got a, another relative called a nighthawk that flies around. You always see him around stadium lights and in yeah. cities just... That's what I was Shomping saying. Down. It looks like
1: a bull bat. That's the slang term I use for night hawk, mm-hmm. So That's exactly what it looks
3: Well, like. I, I assume this is
2: occurring in other places across the South, but we've got these little black beetles that are everywhere in the woods right now.
1: They're pitching out of the trees. Yeah, yeah, it looks like little paratroopers in the morning. You can see how bad the turkey hunting's been. So, so I mean, y'all about We're talking about <laughs> yeah, we're flying, talking about down, them flying down, down June bugs. Here it comes, Bobby. He's pitching out of trees. Y'all know there's these birds that are about three feet <laughs> tall gobble, that gobble. And dog. they fly down, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they've been really rude. I'm going no, to talk okay. to Toxie and get yeah. y'all some plane tickets. Hey, <laughs> he's got his whip out, too. You might need to invite him.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, look, Spence, why don't you? Uh, why don't we start with Spence and get his story first? Uh, what are we talking about? Turkey on or duck? The best turkey, just one of your,
1: your favorite. M- one of your hunts. most memorable, because I love every one of them. I know you do. Man, I, mean.
4: I hate the question about what is your favorite. It doesn't matter what it is. That's my least favorite question. It I understand be, that. What's your favorite food? Well, it depends on. You know, yeah, depends on how hungry I am. I, right? I want to tell you about my top five. There you <laughs> but, um, man,
3: I,
2: Spence, <sighs> let me just say this. We can come back to you, okay? So, so that you can think about it. But did I hear? Am, am I? I heard a little rumor that when you were in like junior high school, that you were like the the best speller in the whole school. You won the spelling bee. Did I hear that right? No. Because <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: okay. right. I had a
2: couple of questions I was going to ask you, so. um, Mark.
4: In eighth grade, I was homeschooled. And in seventh grade, I was in the public school, and in ninth grade, I went to a little startup private school. So it, it was my my middle school years. You got a very diverse, educational documented. experience. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're not documented at all. So you you got to must got be the wrong another guy. stance. Huh. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I missed that one. Hmm. I was gonna. I had a couple of pr- words I was gonna ask you to spell. Well, I can try. I mean, I, I can, <laughs> it'll provide some comedic relief. But <laughs> well, okay. So try this. This this won't take but a second. Uh oh. But M A C. D-O-U-G-L-A-S. What word is that? McDougal's? Well, that's pretty close. M-A-C-D-O-U-G-L-A-S. McDouglas? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D-S? McDonald's. Okay. That's good. What is M-A-C-H-I-N-E?
4: Machine? There we go.
1: Oh. Got uh, got him. Him. Okay,
4: okay.
1: Good try, oh, Bobby. He got you. Trying, he was yeah. trying to
4: get you. I only got up. that because I felt I, I was feeling that. You know how when a gobbler gets to about 50 <laughs> yeah. yards and he ain't seeing nothing and you quit yelping <laughs> yeah. and he starts that, I, that, that start like,
3: <laughs> like something smells funny. <laughs> we, we Whenever Bobby opens his mouth, we know that yeah, there's exactly. something. There's a, the gig. Yeah, gig <laughs> yeah. So, all oh, right. Well, who wants to go? That part? was pretty good with
1: the spelling bee thing. Yeah. I mean, well, well, I was trying to get it. He was working it. He was working it. You know, Nobody ever said I was good at spelling <laughs> <This guy.
2: laughs> Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we start with Mac? Where is okay, Mac? Mac, Mac. Is, is Mac around here somewhere? Where did Mac go? Where, what?
1: Here he comes. Okay, nice. Yep. All right. Just sitting in between the turkeys. Yeah. Okay, Thanks, Mac. You know, wait,
2: give us your, your best... Turkey. I want to do a commercial first. Yay! Oh
1: my goodness, we are just
2: all off track. You were all over the place yeah, today. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so you need know, to get more rest?
1: I, <laughs> I do. I am,
2: I am exhausted.
0: I want to talk about Spartan cameras. Um, and so we all about use, changing the game. Uh, unbelievable. And I mean, their tagline is "You don't have to be there." Yeah. And I mean, us sitting in this office, you'll hear different people's phones go off, and you know, next thing you know, somebody's knocking on your door wanting to show you a picture. And so having that camera and just the ease of it, the picture quality, being able to request a video, I mean, it's hard to beat
1: it. I tell you, you know, we struggle with cell phone service here, even with phones. We're still in a, you know, pretty patchwork of service. Uh, And those things work anywhere, I have to say.
2: And what's amazing is that you can, so if you have a Verizon plan or or an AT&T plan, they'll, they'll customize it to what tower is close to you, and that'll even help even more. But you know, we turned our cameras on in a place where you can't even send a you, text. You cannot
1: send a text. You cannot call anything. But you can get a you can get a picture. We all take my credit card number. Yeah, yeah, we get him, yeah. get him signed up over there, yeah. man. Yeah. Even a <laughs> dummy can them. use a
3: Spartan camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it works.
1: I mean, it seriously does. Because I, I can't even make a phone call from my house, and I, I tested it. So I got metal metal roof on everything I have uh, in the middle of the bottom, like. I don't know if I'm sea level, but I'm not about much to buy above it, I put it in my garage on the drink refrigerator to see what my kids were doing. And let me tell you what, I caught them every time. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're
0: they're they're awesome cameras, yeah. and you can find them at SpartanCamera.com. And we're big fan of them for yeah. sure. Yeah,
2: thank you, Mac, for keeping us on track.
0: Oh, right, absolutely, that's, that's good. I now really we got the business hand here. Now we can talk fun stuff. Yeah. So, My favorite turkey hunt, I would say, is probably with one of my buddies, uh, James Morgan, right in the last hill before you get to the Mississippi Delta. There's a a little block of woods that he got permission to hunt. And so we go in, we get in there early, and as soon as we sat down or get to where we thought we needed to sit down, a bird starts gobbling. And so a little quarter acre food plot and some pines uh, that hadn't been thinned. And so we set up on it, and then, then we start hearing a hen. A start. The hen starts yelping. The bird's answering her. And so we sit there and kind of get a little discouraged. And so next thing we know, a bird gobbles directly behind us in a hardwood bottom. And so it was with one of my buddies, and so he was pretty much the guy toting the gun. Uh, so I, he turns around and faces the bird that doesn't seem to be with the hen. And uh, I'm still facing the, the first bird we heard that the hen was yelping at. And so next thing I know, he's like, all right, yelp at him. And so I, I yelp at the bird uh, behind us, and I'm still facing directly the other way. And he answers me, pretty much cuts me off. And I'm like, all right, this bird's ready to play. And so we give it a little bit, and then he kind of gobbles a couple more times. I yelp at him again, and he's closer. And so at that point, I'm like, all right, we've, we've got a shot at this turkey. And so next thing I know, I hear my buddy James, he, he's sitting next to me. He's like, I see him. And he's like, yelp at him again. And so I yelp again. And it, when he gobbled, it was so loud. I was like, "That kind of sounds like two turkeys. And next thing I know, James says, there's two of them. They're at 70 yards. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to shut up at this point. And then he whispers to me again. He was like, all right, they're at 50 yards. And then before he got to say they were at 40 yards, I hear him shoot. And so when he shoots, I swing around and look and see another turkey kind of running through the the hardwoods. And so I throw up a shot, and in hindsight, I shouldn't have taken the shot by any means, but I was, I guess, greedy at that point. It was early (laughs) in the season. And so I shoot at that bird, and he's running off, and I think it's a swing and a miss. So my buddy James gets up and starts running after his turkey. He gets about 10 feet from the, the oak tree that he was set up on and just face plants straight into a mud puddle, barrel and all. And so I'm sitting there just laughing, you know, trying to get my calls and everything together. And then I see him kind of turn around and look at me, and I get up and, and start trying to walk towards him. And he doesn't go towards his turkey. He goes the kind of a, a quarter and away from it. And he sees the turkey that I shot at, and so i'm getting there i'm halfway in between where he killed his bird and where all where my gun was and i see james start reaching up in the sky and this turkey's starting trying to fly away and when he's reaching up like a balloon that you let go of and the turkey kind of gets at the treetops and when he gets to the treetops he just falls to the ground he gets caught in the trees and falls to the ground he stands up and looks dead me in the eyes and takes off running the other way. I didn't have my gun, so I was chasing after this turkey and find a stick, and it was just a last-ditch effort. I throw this stick as hard as I could at this turkey in the back of the head, hits the turkey in the back of the head, his wings fall perfectly in some vines, and then I go step on the turkey's head. So that's probably my— Killed a turkey with a stick. Wow. That's pretty serious. That's incredible. That's incredible. Breasted him out, and he had a pellet in the lung, and that was pretty much it. I mean, it was a, He was getting woozy Yeah, it
4: was a task <laughs> He was disoriented at all
0: I mean, I'm not Usain
1: Bolt by any means So, uh, it, was, it was a cool hunt It's so all that ball playing stuff yeah, that Tommy John back Tommy, Tommy right. John yeah. surgery yeah. Some, yeah.
4: Just no. hell,
0: straight, straight reaction out. on that So, I guess you could say I, I harvested a long beard
2: with a Stick, stick. Yeah. A stick. I was not expecting that Yeah Matt cool. is a pretty versatile guy Oh, yeah, he can get it done yeah, and did you play baseball? You had college opportunities to play baseball, uh-huh. so you think that played into how you swung the stick? You think I'll give my
0: dad the credit on that one. All, all the days when he'd get off work and come throw the ball with me, I'd say he that stick throw was was I'll there. You go. To <laughs> <my dad>. Chalk <laughs> that up to pops. That's yes, good that was, stuff. I mean, maybe
3: you should go to one of those places where you throw uh, hatchets and axes. That mm. they, they seem. You'd good. probably be good at that. I kind of like a shotgun.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll take a shower. Well, good. There.
2: That's that's really good. So, th- thank you. I appreciate that. And now, uh, when when you get back over there, I know you're going to be texting as soon as you do. But send David McIlwain. and We'll we'll oh. get on to him. So, so while we're waiting, what about Dudley? Why do you want to go ahead and tell your story?
3: Sure. Um, this is actually my first turkey that I. Referenced in another podcast. Uh, oh, I know this guy. And we we named the turkey Big Toxie. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that because I've already told that story once, but uh, it was before, uh, it was when Toxie Hayes worked at Brian Foods before he had the, the mossy Oak camo fame. And Somehow, by chance, we just named it Big Toxie. Yeah,
1: the right ad time. agency. I think it was a commercial name. Yeah, it. there the, was a the Brian guy.
3: Foods hot dog commercial about a guy that was stealing everybody's hot dogs, and his name was Big Toxie. My dad thought it was hilarious, and uh, we just always repeated this one line called, Oh, no, it's Big Toxie. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, anyway, Dad had uh, was a young guy, and— uh, bought his first piece of land that he just loved in, in Ebenezer, Mississippi. And it was 65 acres. And he came from, uh, grew up turkey hunting on the Mississippi River. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, didn't have that anymore. Lost the lease. Um, but uh, a couple years after he bought the land, uh, he, he started noticing a little flock of turkeys. And he finally decided uh we were going to try to shoot one of the gobblers but just one and so he took me out i think i was seven and uh set me up i think it was april the 7th and it was a foggy morning and we set up on the edge of this field i didn't know this but he had kind of already scouted them out and found a spot for us to sit down and we crept in there and got there in the turkeys flew down they weren't talking or anything and and he just did a couple of quiet yelps and big Toxy and those hens started pecking their way towards us really slowly and uh he kept saying i think i hear a box call you know and this was back when there there weren't a whole lot of turkey hunters and uh i didn't know what to think but and um, how old were you here i was seven yeah i was almost eight and uh he kept saying gosh that sound that sounds like a box call and anyway the turkeys finally pecked their way and they got to about 35 yards and wouldn't get any closer and i was getting excited and you know moving and he finally just said go ahead and shoot so my little uh number six 20 gauge three inch i launched it and uh The turkey flew off, and I looked up, and there was a man running out into the field in full camo. Um, So, a little more backstory: We actually only owned half of that field. The property line went right through the middle of the field. And uh, the other 40 that was touching us was kind of no man's land, which there was a lot of that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And we did have permission to hunt it, but apparently this other guy did too. And I ended up peppering him when I shot. And uh, so we run out into the field, and I'm just confused. I'm crying because my turkey flew off. Uh, ends up, it's, uh, it's our local game warden when he was younger. Oh, wow. Um, nice guy. And, and him, him and my dad were sitting there talking, and I'm freaking out. And uh, so we just start looking for our turkey and he helps us. And we're standing around, never found it. And then all of a sudden, the turkey falls out of a tree literally right above us, dead, and lands on the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, my Gosh. God. Got him. Yeah. Uh, and uh,
3: so if it was TSS, he probably would have gone to the hospital. And uh, that turkey would have just died where it was. But These are miracle turkey
4: stories. Oh, I tossing. don't have miracle turkey stories. Like, I either <laughs> miss... <laughs> Or we not just get blocked
1: off. <laughs> you never hunted with me.
3: <laughs> but uh, I talked to him. The recovery him. is
1: everything. I talked
3: to the game warden on the phone the other day, and uh, he remembered the story.
1: He did. Yeah. You shot Big Toxie. Yeah. Before you even worked here.
3: Before I worked here.
1: What's amazing is that you guys thought,
2: well, we might have hit the jerky. Y'all went looking for If it flew off, most people would have said, eh, you know, and got up and left and not gone and walked in the direction that the turkey flew well but you're not most people
3: i mean you got to look for it at least yeah. you know
2: all right so lanny are you uh, uh will you think we ought to go with david next well that- you called david to the yeah. mic here Okay. all right well you just kind of given me that out I'm, I'm i'm saving you for last if you oh know that's know. fine I, you. i'm not
1: i'm not worried about yeah. it at okay.
2: all okay all right so uh david we uh David, you've you got this big grin on your face. If you like Have you found a suitor for him yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm not getting anybody responding. Nobody yet. responding. No,
1: Have no. you got the ad running in Gamekeepers yet? Not yet. There'll be a, do we need we'll, to, we'll get him. Are we Hart. looking for a spouse? Yeah, or, yeah. We're going to start a single section in the Gamekeeper magazine. We got our two prospects We've got Jason Hart and we got David McIlwain. Yeah. And, uh, and David's got his own walk in music. If yeah, you yeah. like King, this yeah, no, no. can't be that hard. Yeah, it's, that's from Y'all just me. need somebody that lives in a little
4: bigger town than yeah. West Point. I can help. <laughs>
1: I'm just too
5: busy targeting to hunting right now. That's an like, nice. honest. There you going go. Going now that's <laughs> a yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: He's hard to, you know, he would be a great catch for somebody. Because he is a good kid.
5: Mm-hmm. He's just well, young. You appreciate that. He's yeah. Just young. Your
2: vote of confidence. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, David, you've made it in here. Why don't you tell us
5: your story? So, my favorite turkey hunting story happens to be this year, and here you talk about it on the podcast a while ago, you slept in your truck at Mark Twain. Um, I, I can't believe that. I'm still I still, when he you, said I've that. I've got photos of that. When he, when he, that. he said I, that, I was I'm like. I shocked, too. Yeah, because I've, you know, I've been sleeping my truck turkey hunting for the past year, and I haven't heard a word about this. So,
2: that, well, I mean, I've done a show a off.
5: Yeah, he just was, get a lot.
2: quiet. I mean, you don't th- you didn't invent sleeping in the back of
5: <laughs> <house>. <laughs> I didn't think I did, but but anyway, I got um got drawn for a WMA in South Mississippi. And when I went down there, and this was this year, it's my favorite turkey story. Um, and it's really rewarding, it was like a it had a good feel to it. Anyway, I went down there and um scouted out the first day. I got drawn for a Sunday and Monday. But I went down on Friday night, and I scouted all day Saturday. So uh, I found two birds Saturday afternoon, and I uh, roosted them. Well, I thought, oh, this is, I'm, I'm in a good position right here because I feel like I'm going to get a shot at a bird in the morning. I'm, I'm going to be in distance to hear him fly down at least. So um, I get there the next morning. My friend Bray Thompson is going to meet me, and uh, I tell him 530. Well, I'm running like two minutes late, and he calls me he was like, hey, um, are you close? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm real close. I'll be there in about two minutes. And he was like, well, there's no other gentleman here. And uh, I was like, okay, well, have you talked to him? He said, yeah. Um, I said, what's his plan? He said, same as yours. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, I pull up and I talk to the guy. And, and uh, I want to say the guy was super nice and enjoyable to be around, but he really wasn't. Um, he was very adamant about this being his spot and like, don't mess him up. So I was kind of like, uh, you know, okay, well, you know, you were here first. Obviously, I'm not going to let you go in your turkeys. So I tell him I'm going to go down five, six hundred yards and go past or whatever. And he keeps saying, like, do not mess me up. Like, don't miss this. Is, this is my spot. Do not mess me up. I was like, no, sir. I'm not going to mess you up. Well, anyway, the birds uh, that morning, I hear the birds that he's after, and he just sits in the same spot and calls. And then uh, he also tells me he's going to be there all day because this is the only day turkey hunting. So, I leave. Um, Let me ask
2: this. Are you and your buddy, are y'all, like, mad or aggravated? or No,
5: because I feel like there's enough Portland land for everybody, and I'd heard different birds.
2: And if you'd have been on time, That's the would right this even too. happen?
5: Yes, because he pulled up before my friend Brady at 530. Okay. Like he, so, what happened was my, my friend Brady was in front, and he was behind him. Well, Brady had never been to the spot. He missed the spot and just pulled off the side of the road, like, 10 yards past us pull-in spot. Guy pulls in and Brady backs up into the spot. And then it was just like, you know, by a hair, he, he beat him. And it was well, not a big deal. So there's other birds around. Okay, So we, I digress, we go past that. We go way on past him and everything and hunt. And uh, we could hear the birds that he was after. Well, me and Brady said, we're going to get breakfast and I'll come back. Like This is my only day to hunt. So I'll come back and, uh, you know, see what the birds are doing. So I pull back up and the guy is not in the spot anymore. So I think, okay, well, I'm gonna go in there where I heard those birds this morning where he was hunting and see if I have any luck this afternoon. So I go in there and as soon as I walk in like 100 yards, I hear the bird gobble. Uh, I go after him, Um, he gobbles at like, you know, 200 yards. I'm on the same ridge as him, he's going away from me. Uh, I get on top of the ridge and he gobbles below me. I sit down. and then he walks around. The bird gets quiet on me, walks around me, and uh, I call again. And he answers me at like 20 yards behind me. Anyway, I ended up getting the bird. I shot the bird. So I'm walking out. I get back to the truck, and I'm all on cloud nine. I call people and tell them I killed my turkey and all that kind of stuff. So as I'm leaving there, the guy's pulling up
1: <laughs> and I
5: see, and I have the Turkey on top of my, like my roof rack, of my trucks, so I'm filming a little video. And as, as I'm leaving, he sees me leaving with the Turkey and I'm driving down the road and he walks back out from the parking spot, walks and watches me walk or drive all the way down the road. So it wasn't like, and it felt satisfying because it was like, you know, there's plenty of turkeys for everybody. And, your spot, quote unquote, it's not your spot. I mean, it's everybody's spot.
1: It was but. his spot till he left.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you brought your lunch. That's yeah. the way it works. I mean, it just does. You know. Yeah. So it was satisfying, and it was a, it was good. Was he a yeah. gate blocker? He was. Uh,
3: <laughs> the gate blockers bother me because yeah. it always says, "Please don't block the gate."
1: And he yeah. knows right up there to it. Yeah. You get a ticket over here for that. I'll get you. Sure will. On the court That's life. a good story, though, because you had the right attitude. Yeah. And most
4: people wouldn't have had the right Most people would have been like, man, I'm going in there yeah, too. Yeah, I roosted him last night. Like, it's not your spot.
2: He had the right attitude till he did that slow roll by yeah. with the turkey. <laughs> he
4: probably, the probably waited
1: there till he saw the guy. I was like, oh, now I'm going to put Hey. Uh, it's okay to <laughs> celebrate. A little yeah, boy. it is. I mean, <laughs> oh, I
5: do. Uh, no doubt about it. I wanted to go back and tell the guy, like, hey, probably shouldn't go in there. That turkey's not in there anymore. But <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh,
2: yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what about – let's? so let's ease over here. and Spence, you've heard a couple of these stories now. You got oh, one. me.
4: Yeah, I can tell one. Um, I, I said I don't like favorites. So I'm, I'm going to – since I'm not going to tell five stories, I'm going to at least give you a, a – I'm going to lay the groundwork. Okay. So, turkey hunt's pretty romantic for me because it's probably the only thing I can think of that my dad and I learned how to do together. Mm. So, when I was 10, we heard the first wild turkey gobble on the same morning together. Had no clue what we were doing. Went the night before and bought a little push-button, you know, Yelper. Oh, Bill so special. Something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember kind of what it looks like. I wish I still had it, but... Somebody, my uncle had just bought a piece of ground out kind of in the country, and somebody had told my uncle that there was a turkey that liked to stand on this ridge and gobble. And, um, and so my uncle didn't care anything about shooting him, and he told my dad, we ought to go there the next morning. We did. We spooked the bird. He did exactly what everybody said he was going to do. He flew down, gobbled. But from that point forward, it took five years before my dad and I killed a turkey. <laughs> we didn't know anybody that turkey hunted. Yeah, We didn't have any places to turkey hunt. So we were kicking around in Shelby Forest and asking people, you know. and But we literally just learned kind of like the hard luck way, you know, hard knock way. And and so everything else in my life, my dad's been better at me. It didn't matter if it was shooting free throws or playing horse or foot racing. (laughs) It was like, you know, as a young man, that's the only thing that we were really both peers at, knew at, and had no clue what we were doing. So it's kind of special because— we we shared that common road of of uh, we got we got over that hurdle together. Yeah, the, okay? the, the
2: journey. Yeah, the that's journey. cool. That's yeah. right.
4: So fast forward, <coughs> there I can tell you twenty five or more awesome stories of Dad and I turkey hunting together. But um, I thought I was going to make my mind up about which one of these stories. I <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. <laughs> we can come back yeah. to this. No, uh, no, there, there was a. Um, probably been it's almost five years ago now i just decided that i wanted to try to kill a single season slam and um and and so i set about to do that Killed my florida turkey um killed my rio and then killed my eastern kind of behind my parents house in a really cool spot and a super cool hunt with dad and um and i got down to the end and i needed to kill a uh Merriam's, And I'd I'd already killed all the other subspecies in other years, but to do it all in the same year, you know, I needed to kill that Merriam. And I but I had never killed a Merriam. Mm-hmm. I'd never gone out there and tried. Um and so I I planned this trip to Montana with a good buddy of mine and both of our we were going to both take our dads. And um his dad had also they're from northeast Alabama around Scottsboro and his dad had never killed anything other than an Eastern, you know, and, and so we were going to both take our dads and shoot a big white tip strutter was kind of the idea. We got out there and it was one of those years in those areas of the mountains, you know, if there's a real harsh winter, a bunch of those turkeys die. And then they'll have a year or two where they'll just have tons of turkeys and then no turkeys. And this was one of those years there were none. no turkeys, none. Mm. Right. And, uh, and so we ended up through a roundabout way, um, on this giant piece of public land that was just as beautiful and big cedar Aspen trees and cedar trees and just kind of ponderosa pines and all the stuff that you want out West and uh, followed this goblin Turkey. And he was sounded like he was 25 miles away and he was walking away from us. And we finally caught up to him and it ended up being five birds Hmm. and they came in, it was four longbeards and a Jake. And my dad was on the gun because you know, even though that was the year I was trying to do my single season slam, when I went out there, I really wanted to get his bird. I knew I was going to have plenty of other opportunities. If I didn't get it done that year, no big deal. I just wanted to get dad his because you just never know how many years you got. Right. And, uh, and so they kind of get past us and finally they, they get kind of in a spot where it's a sketchy shot, but it's a shot. And I'm like, dad, you, you need to shoot one of those. And he shoots and he, he kills the Jake. And, uh, I mean, five birds come in. We've traveled twelve, you know, twelve hundred miles, and Dad kills the Jake. And I walk up there and pick it up, and I kind of roll my eyes. And he, he, he kind of like grabs me by the scruff of the collar, yeah. and he goes, "Don't you even look at his legs?" And he said, "We're not even going. We take a picture. We're going to fan his tail out. We're going to be proud of it." He mm-hmm. said because you know. We we can't eat those spurs and we can't eat that beard. Like, we came out here for this experience and we did it. We did it all. Like, I'm sorry I picked the Jake. I didn't mean to. I just, you know, that's just what happened. So it was a good kind of perspective. Well, two days later, we were almost, we were ready to go home. And, I mean, we'd struggled and that was like the only turkey interaction that we'd had. And we went down through this giant ravine because we thought we heard a gobble on this next, and it was like a, the next mountain, you know. <laughs> and we get over there, and I'm just kind of hanging my head. And now it's, it's like the middle of May, right? And I know that if I don't kill a turkey, I'm I'm done. This is mm-hmm. it. You know, I'm hanging my best up after this. And uh, and I kind of resigned in my mind to, it's okay. I didn't, you know, it's not that big a deal. I didn't kill my slam. But I was pretty disappointed in myself because I was like, you know, I I I should, this is not like a, like a giant goal to set in mind, I should be able to do this. I put my mind to something, I should be able to succeed and, and figure it out. And uh, but I was steadily just coaching myself through. It's okay to accept defeat here. And we get to the next to the top of this next mountain. I yelp a couple times and nothing happens. And we take a few more steps up and a and a bird gobbles. And he's a couple hundred yards. And it's like, huh, well, that's that's like no, we're actually turkey hunting now, you know. And uh, we move on up a little bit. We make a couple moves around. And it ends up being a long beard, and he's strutting kind of in this little this little clearing meadow thing um, with a few hens. And he's kind of just basically going back and forth down this little finger ridge. And we sit there for two or three hours kind of messing with him, trying to move in different spots and trying to call him and, you know, trying to, like, think of outthink And he's just one of those stubborn birds that's basically just not moving. He doesn't need to. He's got a whole pile of hens. But every now and then he's courtesy goblin for us, and so uh, after a while, my dad goes, you know, the next time that he goes over there, you need to just crawl. I had a cameraman, and so I was trying to like get everything to go right and mm-hmm. film it and all this. He said, you need to crawl. There's a big cedar tree right up there. It looks like a big Christmas tree. It's fat at the bottom. He's like, if you'll get that between you and him, you can crawl up there and just stand up, and shoot that bird. He's like, you've earned it. And I was like, nah, that's come on, Dad. Like, 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 I'll just and he goes. Why, why are we arguing about this? I killed a Jake two <laughs> days ago. You know? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. So sure enough, Bird does what he's done a hundred times already. And he kind of moves down this ridge. And when he gets down to that part of the ridge, there's a little bit of a roll in the hill. And and so he's just out of sight. And so I I basically like start crawling and I realize I'm not crawling fast enough. And and so I just stand up and I run to this the back of this cedar tree and I, I pick up like a hundred yards and about the time that I get to the cedar tree, he comes right back over the roll of that hill like he's supposed to. And, I mean, he, he stops at about 35 yards, and I just kind of stood up behind that cedar tree, and he, he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I just took one step out from behind the cedar tree, and I shot him. <laughs> and, and when I shot him, um, like the flood of emotion was insane. My dad hollered from behind me. He's not a big celebratory guy. Like he he gave me a big Ric Flair woohoo, yeah. you know. And I mean, it just hit me that um, something that I'd set out to accomplish that I not only got it, uh, fulfilled what my goal was, you know, but was able to do it with my dad. And just kind of the the culmination of sort of the whole. You don't ever get there, you know. You don't ever arrive, but just the gratitude of of learning something together and the journey and then to to shoot a single season slam was something that as a little kid, I, that was something you read about in you know, in right. the NWTF magazine. You know, that was stuff that people like y'all did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the he the- Maybe like he did. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, for from me it was so unattainable right. that that it was something that you, you saw on TV or you read about in a magazine or you watched on a video. It was not something that yeah, and then to do it like with your like, dad,
1: the guy who was an explanation point on the end of yeah, it. I get it 100%. So. That's awesome. And that that's
3: the kind of thing that people that have never experienced, they they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things like that in this world, but you you do sometimes just got to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah 100%. But I,
3: that, those emotions have hit me several times. He gave me know? a big
4: hug, and I've got a great – I mean, the only video I've got – is of dad running down the hill and just giving me a big hug. And we sat there and dad's always kind of in a hurry. And so when we kill a turkey at home, we don't do the thing where everybody sits there and revels in it. I yeah. wish we did, yeah. but he, uh, he said, Hey, we sat there and started talking about it. And I just told him, I said, I, I, I never in my wildest imagination dreamed that I'd have the opportunity to do something like this, much less by myself, much less with you. And he said the same thing. We just kind of, it's one of those moments that you'll just, I'll. <laughs> I hope I can never forget that. You no, know. no, you won't. That's, that's, that's right. That's, that's good. Right.
2: good. That's that's know. really good. You, you maybe had the most meaningful little story there of all of ours. But sorry, uh, I don't have
4: a miracle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, and I don't either. The, the story that I was going to tell it's just one that where I feel like I learned more about mm-hmm. turkeys than on most any other hunt that I went on. I've I've told this story not on the podcast, but I've told it numerous times mm-hmm. that uh, I've. Was dealing with a turkey that was just, he just wasn't, I couldn't kill him. And so I finally decided that I was just going to get up really early. He
1: does this every year. And I was going (laughs) to
2: get in there where this turkey was roosted and just get in there as close to him as I could. And just hopefully that would up my odds. So this has probably been about 15 years ago. But I got up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And the place that Landon and I hunt, it takes about an hour and 15 minutes to drive there. And then you got a long walk when you get there. And So anyway, I got there plenty early, Spence, and uh, like two hours before daylight. And so I started tiptoeing in. And, I, you know, it's just remarkable how quiet the woods are mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. of, the, of the morning. I mean, there's, you can just hear it all. But I can remember just walking by the moonlight, getting in there where I thought he was, and then just taking one tiny step at a time trying to feel for sticks so I didn't crack a step and just get in there, pick a big tree and just randomly picked a tree that I thought was in a good spot and just leaned against it and just got comfortable and tried to go to sleep because I had a couple hours before it got daylight. And I can vividly remember waking up and it still being black dark and I can hear a turkey drumming. Just just as clear as day. So I looked at my watch and I still, you know, like goblin time was gonna be about six o'clock. And this is like 520. I can hear this drumming going on. So I start just kind of looking around and it's black. And but I know I'm close to a turkey. And if I can hear them, they're usually mm-hmm. within about 75 yards, mm-hmm. depending on the acoustics of the day. But so I'm I'm really looking, trying to figure out where this turkey is. And this part sounds like I have made it up, but this is exactly how it happened. I can see the moon. The moon's off at an angle, and all of a sudden the moon disappears. No way! And then the moon comes back, and that then Talk I can about
1: romantic. then I can
2: see that he's he's up there fanned out, and when he go and when he when he puts his tail up, he
4: blacks he, out the he moon. He blacks out the moon. Oh, my god! The perfect turkey. So
2: so there he is, and he's about 40 yards from me. So I spent that morning, and I got to watch that turkey totally wake Wake up up. and do his thing without him having any pressure on him at all. So I realized at that point, and this is – I've used this, and it's probably Lanny will tell you it's uh, it's now it's probably not a good thing because I feel like I have to be in the woods thirty minutes before gobbling time mm-hmm. because because of this hunt. But anyway, so I heard. So the turkeys up there drumming way before gobbling time, and then I, as the morning progressed, that I got to you know the crow, the red birds and the crows. And all, I got to see what made him gobble that first time, and it was just random. He just picked a time, and he just. He just gobbled, and he blew me out. But he was right there, and there ended up being two birds there. And when he gobbled the second time, the second bird picked in. So it was just fascinating to listen to them, watch them wake up, and learn that they're awake 30 minutes or more before they start gobbling. Wow. You know, so you got to really be careful when you're going in to set up somewhere. right? Uh, cause Has you, that you, been
1: 15 years now?
2: It's been a long time. Golly. So, so I didn't. I was too close to call to him. So I let the birds fly down on their own, and they started. They started going off the other direction. I was like, "Oh my god, I've got <laughs> come all the way in here so early, and the birds are going to Strutting in the moonlight." Yeah, that's so, typical. <laughs> but it, it worked out for me. Ended up yelping, and they came back, go charging back. That's and, incredible. Yeah, killed one of them. So. Wow. <laughs> but you know, I learned because oftentimes you think that, or I used to think that they just they wake up and gobble. But I don't think that's
1: the case. So that's my story. Great story. Here we go. So, Lanny, you
2: got a story? Wrap us up.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm like Spence. I got so, I love turkey hunting. I love hunting so much. And I got so many good memories of of everything, you know. So this is, this doesn't discount the, you know, the turkeys I've harvested with my kids and my dad and all those things. All those things are really special. But I've I've probably had the privilege of hunting uh, with, you know, a lot of, old school turkey hunters, you know, um, over my career here and been really blessed that way. But, uh, really the one of the most memorable ones is with, with is with the old, uh, OGK, Mr. Mr. Fox. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, uh, we were <clears throat> actually uh, out at his farm and, um, uh, he had, I was sitting down with him and Toxie was behind us, uh, and just, uh, 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 uh several turkeys in front of us gobbling. Uh, pitching down did the whole show and I don't know many people know but <clears throat> when he hunts he, he leaves his gun down uh, and he this is why he was taught so when he draws he says if it's a smooth draw the turkey's going to throw his head up as you're drawing and if you're pinpoint on boom shoot him it's over with I personally you know sit with a gun up all the time can't help it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they're coming at me from every direction <laughs> uh, but nonetheless uh, sitting there just a, a huge and memorable hunt being with him uh you know, getting the, the full show in front of us, turkey presents himself. Uh, Mr. Fox shoulders the gun and shoots, and the turkey rolls. Uh, I, of course, in typical fashion, run run to get him, uh, and the turkey flies off. Mm-hmm. Flies off. I'm like, oh, no. Flies over a creek, and then we're on the other side of this clear cut, and then just, you know, I see him pitch. I see him go up, and you know how they do. They'll flap, 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 and then poof, get their wings, and mm-hmm. they shh. And I see him coast out of sight, and I turn around, and boy, he's got his lip poked out. You know, mm. oh man, what happened? We don't know. I said, look, I know. Obviously, you hit the turkey, um, and and we don't know what to do. He, it's too deep for him to cross the creek, uh, so we decide that he's going. Um, we're going to go back to camp. You know, how, and, how and old charge. is
4: Mister Fox in this story?
1: Uh, this is roughly. probably ten years ago. I'd say okay. ten or twelve years ago. Um, and, and you couldn't pick up a stick fast enough and throw it at the turkey. Nah, no, I don't have the ball <laughs> skills that Matt has. Matt, I'm more of a hand-to-hand combat, you know, if I tell all yeah, my yeah, other yeah, stories. Yeah, you're trying to choke them. Yeah, I've wrestled out a lot of turkeys. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, the turkey disappears, you know, uh, cascading over the, the treetops into the clear cut. And uh, we're getting ready to go back to the camp there. And I'm like, Let, just leave me here um, for a minute. Let me just just poke around a little bit. And uh, they they go to get some coffee. Uh, and and I wade through that creek, and and I just k- keep on thinking. I, I know that you know. I'm looking, this is where he went. This is where he pitched. This is where he pitched. I'm looking down at that big old clear cut, and there's windrows in those clear cuts. And I'm like, man, well, I'll just start sneaking. And I s- slipped and slipped and slipped and got out by those windrows. And I'm like, that turkey has to be in here somewhere. And I'm sitting there being as quiet as I can, which is really tough for me. And I hear a wing. That's all I heard was. What is that? And I hear it again. And I'm looking, and there's a big old windrow, and in, where they take some dozers, kind of like I've got this cavity mm-hmm. up in that windrow. I'm like, I swear that wing flap's coming up from under that windrow. Well, sure enough, I get on my hands and knees, and I go in that windrow and stick my head up in there, and about the same time, the turkey sticks his head up in front <laughs> of me. I grab him by the neck, and he spurs me, I mean, like no, nobody's business. And then Windrow fighting with him. He comes out of the Windrow and I had to let go of him, which I usually don't let go of him, but he got the best of me and, you know, end up jumping on the bird, getting him down and then walking back to the camp and delivering him to Mr. Fox on the porch. So. Wow. That was a real rewarding one for me. So.
2: <laughs> and did you end up choking the bird out like we talked I shot about? the bird again. Okay.
1: Yeah, no. I wanted to choke him, but he started spurring me so much I had to let go of <laughs> Some of us had
2: got to have relief. Yeah, yeah got relief. Is,
4: These are unbelievable turkey stories. I feel like Walt Disney wrote oh, these man, turkey look,
1: stories. I, I go Get on watched. and on on the hand-to-hand combat with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. And I'm yeah. glad you told that one. Too. Yeah, that was a real rewarding one. Again, not to put no down. Doubt. like you, Spence, man. I think every one of them is a blessing from, from mm-hmm. God, honestly, just to yeah. be out. In the experience, and then to your point, you know, to be able to have those experiences—not only the people here, all my family, my kids, yeah. all those things—it's really hard to to pinpoint a, a favorite one. But that's a big memorable one
2: for me. No good. Well, you've told that story. I've heard that a bunch of times, and yeah. that it, to me, I, you know, I'm kind of like the way I was with Dudley. I'm, I'm just amazed that
1: you went over there to look. And looked. So don't think you can't recover them, that's all I'm going to say, because I don't know how many I've recovered. You I know. think we lose more of them. Than yeah, we do. I've we hunted. Watch. You know, I've been blessed to take a lot of people turkey hunting over the years. And, you know, I know that it's kind of taboo, the running out there after them. And I've tried to calm that down a little bit. Because with, with TSS, it is, it's, things have it's changed. It's a totally different game. It's though. a different game. But back in the day, I mean, you had to get on them quick. And, mm-hmm. and I will say, go look for them. Just like you're talking about, don't even step on a stick when you're trying to find them. Cause, and just listen for those turkey noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a wing flap or just a little something will uh, get you to them. And that's ultimately what you want to uh, do is so bring them back to the trouble.
2: that time we were sitting together a nice shot at that turkey that took off flying. You never suggested, well, let's walk over here. That and turkey
1: it, never quit it. flying. I think that turkey's still <laughs> flying. I have never seen. You know, just <laughs> it. You see turkeys get the wing and then they pitch. He scared this turkey so bad that I saw it disappear over the sun. Yeah. Flat, like the whole he, time. He like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> just, it went to Canada. He just kept flying. So he's out. like, you want to go back there and hunt him? I was like, he's not yeah. there. Typically but if I'm you're gonna, gonna look for him, you want him to be in the same yeah, county. Yeah, yeah. You know? He moves. He's yeah. gone.
2: gone. I'm, <laughs> gone. I'm, I'm just saying he didn't offer what to go look for that one yeah. at, at the no. time. So well those have
3: all yeah. been
1: really good stories. They, they really have. Well oh, yeah, it's you know, Turkey hunting is super special to us. So it is special. Well, Spence, hopefully. we, uh, got, I'm sorry, I was Dad, say, hope,
3: hopefully, we'll be able to tell these stories for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: funny you say that, Dudley, because that's exactly, I think that's the mood around here. And mm-hmm. I, from what I'm telling, I don't know across the whole Southeast, I don't, or the Deep South for sure. You know, this, uh, resource that we have I've been blessed with to take, you know, to to be a part of for so many years, we got to be sure and keep it around. Yeah, we so, do. Yeah. There's some big decisions that are going to be Big decisions got to be made make. over the next couple yep. of years. And but way, I think really the awareness level, is, is, I mean, this has been going on for a decade, you know, like it or not. But the awareness level is where it is now that we can really get some action, get some conservation action going on and uh, make a difference. Mm. I Isn't think the great?
4: stories mm-hmm. drive that, though. Yeah. Like what we've done telling these stories is so cool because when you sit and listen to other people's stories, it makes you think about the next time you pull the trigger or have the opportunity. Right. Like it's bigger than just you and that turkey right there. Right. And, we were talking to the kids the other day. A buddy of mine, his little girl was seven. She killed one, and he was telling her after after we killed one. He said he said, "Now I want you to tell this story to somebody one day when you're older because, you know, me and 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 Spence are not going to be here forever. That's right. Like you're going to tell this story because we're just going to be a picture and a memory one day. You got to But keep those it going. those stories and those memories drive us to. Be gamekeepers, right? A hundred percent of our resource. Yep. I love stories. Gosh, that's yeah.
1: good. Yeah, it's one of our biggest, you know, fears. You know, introducing your kids to it that yeah. they won't be able to tell those stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy.
2: Well, Spence, we've enjoyed having you. Thanks. You know, you're one of our favorite people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> y-
4: <laughs> y- y'all, y'all need more uh,
1: exposure. to nah, world, nah, <laughs> Bobby. <Nah.
4: laughs> yeah.
1: we know our bottomland <laughs> brethren
2: pretty well. So, so we're gonna eventually one day invite you back this summer to give us some uh, duck
4: calling lessons. <laughs> He can do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not the greatest teacher, but well, I'll give it a good try. Yeah, I'm hope. I'm
3: one of those people that could use some help. I've I've never been able to advance past a double read. Well, so. Let me tell you,
1: who needs help is the man down here on the end. Yeah. Well, I, I would. You know what? You know what his you know what his duck call is? Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And and boy, I need some. I need. Yeah, you to, it is,
4: yeah.
2: What I wanted you to do is to help Lanny
4: a little bit. <laughs> I tell you what, if you'll write another book for me to read on vacation, I I'll make sure everybody here knows how to blow a duck. Oh, hole, there you that's go. what you yeah, want.
3: Well, that's a big ask. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well,
1: I've given you a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, that that's my He's vacation got to, go to, you know. He whooped out like 10 in a row and he just <laughs> yeah. burned it all out. I know yeah. it. Don't
3: let up, Spence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, look, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's uh it it we're all exhausted from just turkey season. No, no. I want to go take a nap, but I got way too much to do.
1: So, But hey, thank gonna... you for being here. Spring food plots. It, Time yeah, to get them yeah, food plots yeah. in the ground. So this
2: is probably going to be the last turkey podcast for a little while. We're going to change subject matters on everybody. But I want to thank Jason for being here. Mike, thank you for remembering the commercial and keeping us on track. Richie's in here. Spence, thanks for coming. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, we're, we're really honor. appreciative of you be here. And uh, so I guess we're going to wrap it up. Why don't you say goodbye, Dudley?
1: Goodbye, Dudley. Get us out of here, Cleve.
2: <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gamekeeper Podcast. And be sure to tune in again. Subscribe to Gamekeeper Farming for Wildlife
3: magazine. And don't miss the Mossy Oak Properties Fistful of Dirt podcast with my good buddy, Ronnie Cuzz Strickland.